Trump dummy. If they tell me that I got one shot, I'ma go. I ain't going out like no when these no. I'm going out with these riches and these bitches no. I'm going out past that limit, let my glizzy blow. Started with a dream, I lost my brother, think about him daily. See the finish line in my eye, pray to God I make it. My soul belongs to my family, I can't let them take it. So if I live or die, just know forever we the greatest. Modifications on the engine, I'ma hit. Even if it's safe, boy, take my life, yeah. I'ma go all out with the ones I came in with. That tall if it's one with Shoot out inside this club. I took too many hands. I flipped this bitch you even more. She told me that she can't fuck with me. I approached her like a thug. Plus, she probably looked up in my face and seen I'm full of drugs. If they tell me that I got one shot, I'm gonna go. I ain't gonna like no. Greetings and welcome back to the O2 Lit Podcast. This is your host, Matt. As always, I thank you. Thank you for coming through, each and every one of you. Coming, catching these vibes, and being enlightened through literature. Now today, I have once co-worker, forever friend type, guy, real solid, wise dude sitting across from me. Um, he's a book lover, I'm going to say it. I've, I've given him a book and he actually took the time to read it. And, you know, I'm excited to see how this conversation unfolds. He's a father. So that's pertinent to our conversation today. Um, I got my boy Sean with me today at the O2 Lit Podcast. What's up, bro? What's going on, bros? I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for coming through and kicking it with us today. This is this is going to be a great episode. Most definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. I'm excited. Um, as y'all see, we talking about Black Top Wasteland by S.A. Cosby. Um, it's a novel. Um, I'll give you a little bit about it. It's about this guy who's, you know, who was a getaway driver and got out the life, went legit. Life happened. He had to get back into the game. Things went haywire. And dot, dot, dot. So... Today, you know, since it is a novel, we're gonna we're gonna speak on the things that's represented throughout the book. Like I said, this guy across from me, I feel like it's gonna be able to help us, illuminate us, and enlighten us on Black Top Wasteland. Um, I'm excited. You ready, bro? Hey, ready as you are, man. Sometimes I can get a little long winded, so if I am, mm-hmm. just let me know, man. Nah, you here? You have the opportunity. This you got the floor. Say what you need to say. Somebody may need to hear it. Most definitely, man. I appreciate it. But let me be me, man. No problem. Before recording, this man told me to, you know, just let it flow. So we going That's what we gonna do. We gonna have a good time. It's a cool vibe. And an awesome book. So let's get to it. You know, one thing about it. We've talked so much on our Tulip podcast about knowing yourself, being aware of your identity, the things that make you tick, the things that you love. And, you know, it's so important to continue to revel on it because every day you have the choice 
to be yourself or have to conform to something else. And yes, you will sit there and think, I'm just going to be myself. Okay, that's your choice. And you have yet come against something that you've had to make the choice. Like, okay, do I need to switch things up or how am I how I'm rocking is is cool. As for me, I know that we are going to continue to evolve. We're going to continue to, you know, experience new things, go through things, and our perspectives are going to shift, our feelings are going to shift, and our mindsets are going to shift. And no, to one, it will become unrecognizable because of what we went through. But one thing that I can say when it comes to identity is faith should be a consistent factor because as long as I have my faith, I know who I am. No matter how much life is going to sway me, I know who I am. A child of God, a believer, connected to a higher source than myself that's going to make sure everything goes good in my favor. Foundation. That's the foundation. Foundation. Go ahead, bro. <clears throat> yeah, man, that was that was good words, real good words. It's 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 funny how you you kind of saying some of the stuff I was already thinking about before I got here, <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's crazy because I I asked Matt way in advance to say, give me the topic. Nope. What are we talking about? Nope. What are we doing? Nope. I was I was telling my own girl that on the way here I was like. You know, he, he still ain't told me the topic, how I prepare. Let me get some uh, crown real quick. This, this shit going to be crazy because yes, I got to let my mind just yes, kind of adjust. And still ain't, he, he didn't tell me until we sitting down right here. And this is how I know it's organic. Mm -hmm. So, and just to tell you, like, you know, before I got here, preparing myself, you know, taking my shower, whatever, and, you know, getting my mind right, getting my crown in my system, I was thinking, I was like, I said, God, I said, thank you for allowing me to be me and walking confident in it and not being mm -hmm. sh shaking off my block. See, I didn't even know how I was going to say this until it comes out. It says, so everything I'm saying is not rehearsed. It's, it's not just, <laughs> It's just literally how I talk. And this is how I just process things. But my girl asked me, she said, when you die in your next life, who you want to be? I said, I don't work too hard to be who I am mentally and physically. I may not be the best physically, but mentally I'm the most fit person here in this world. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I can't be recreated. You know, I'm thankful for what God put me through and how I'm here today, you know, and, and the mindset that I have just on a day to day. Because every morning that mirror is going to remind you who you are. But it's going to be people out there that want you to compromise your integrity for for their needs. And 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 if you can remain intact and know who know who you are each and every day, standing for something, placing your pride in something that's gonna reciprocate you all the good, you win it. Mm -hmm. Until then, if you still searching and you still you got identity crisis, like you won't make it in this world. The depression and stress and everything, that's gonna get you. Yeah, excuse me, brother. I don't mean to be. Oh no, no, yeah. no, no, no! I'm listening. Yeah, 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 but you know, that's just—it's just 
amazing. That's just show to tell you. That's a, I don't know what nobody else out there believe in, but I got a foundation. Matt spoke on it earlier. I believe in God mm-hmm. first. That's that's where we begin. We can't we can't do B C D E or F till we start with the alpha. And so okay, we 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 not even gonna move past anything. That's that's who I lean on each and every day. Do I got to compromise who Sean is and listen to what God told me to do? I told you to go to the store and get me some milk, eggs, sugar, and all those, all the little normal things we need. I didn't tell you to go get anything else. Meaning, I didn't tell you to go out there and be anybody else but yourself. Mm-hmm. Listen to me, and I'm going to guide you each and every step of the way. So when we when we talking about kids and how you train your men to your boys to be men and your your girls to be women it starts with that foundation a child look for that for direction why because they don't know where to go out here so when you got them around the wrong people bad role models everything like that now you have what they call a misguided child mm-hmm. so now you got another misguided child out there not 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 let them on to be a black kid Come on, you setting them up for failure. So that's that's just it's just a that's a credit to how God worked. Cause I've been <laughs> I've been trying to plug this man out this this topic for, for about a month. You told me like a month, right? Mm-hmm. Man, come on, man. You can't tell me God ain't real. You have a duty to yourself to identify your foundation. You have a duty to yourself to identify your foundation. So, why why you act the way you do, you need to figure out why. Because that's your anchor. Good, bad, or indifferent. That's your anchor. That's what you are navigating life on. Again, at this table, we say faith. If you feel like your foundation is love, lust, family, friends, just any particular aspect of life. You got to figure it out. But, cheat code, family, friends, money, lust, love, all will fade away. But your faith is eternal. Amen. So, identity. Gotta gotta keep figuring out who you are. I'm not saying that you gotta know exactly who you are today. Nah. This shit is a forever journey. You every day figure it out. Examine your life. Analyze your life, your habits. Because yes, I mean your thoughts breed your habits, but you can also observe your habits. Why did I do this? What for for what reason? Because sometimes yes, we do act impulsively. <laughs> And I mean that's that's human, but you have a duty to identify your foundation. Why do you act the way you do? I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, and that's I agree and attest to everything you say, man. And for those of y'all that need reference to what he's talking about, or you need any evidence, you need any type of. Uh, uh, just need a way of how, how do I get started? How do I think like that? How do I begin to move? I just move, read your Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't know every word out of the Bible, every scripture. Me either. 
I can't name from Genesis to Revelations without missing a few books. I give you about 45%. 56. 60 good percent. 50, I, 60%. I like that. That's, that's a fair one. I'm going I'm to be <laughs> completely worse than that. I'm going to go to 35. I'm going to be out of order, of course, <laughs> but I give it to you. Yeah, I give you like 35%. That's, that's where we stopping, you know. But yeah, you know, if, if you take a good number of, of just people out of the Bible, just certain, you know, certain individuals, you know, you can start with Jesus. He came to this world with a task. He knew who he was. He wasn't mm-hmm. misguided. He was, he was promised his birth. Hey, I'm going to show you your future and I'm going to show you your, 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 your past. I'm going to show you everything at one time because you don't got that long. Jesus died at what age? 33 and a half. 33 and a half. So you got 32 technically full years, you know, I'm sorry, 33 technically full years, you know, before it's time to go. I'm 32. So if my life ended at 33, could I, could, could I feel fulfilled? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like I did something? Like, do I feel like I made it? Do I feel like I accomplished everything in this world that God put me here for? Jesus did, Jesus did something in them 32 years. He ain't waste no time. <laughs> every moment was his last. You know, every, every, day, every day he took, he knew he was a marked man. This is what you need to do. And what he do, he impacted generations, you know, of people. Ones that were paganistic, converting mm-hmm. to like, look, this is, I'm a Christian. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I believe in God. Same people that didn't believe in God before and what he stood for had had to fall down and bow down. And what I and what I'm getting at with this, you can name other characters. You can name Abraham. You know, you can name you can name Joseph. You can name how Paul wanted to to me a big gangster in the Bible himself because he wasn't soft. Paul did his thing. He stood for something. This is who I'm rolling with. And you got to wake up each and every morning. You got to think that. You got to be that. Because you're going to have moments in life to where you're at your darkest. You know, mentally you're at your poorest. You know, you're going to be in some real dark places where your faith is being tested. Who you are begins to get compromised. Because I got I to gotta start having these temporary fixes that fulfill me. Mm. You know that that took me away from my reality, so I can get back to that. Or you can do it God's way, and have Him open up your eyes, allow you and help you to get you to a point of honesty in life. This is who I am. This is why I'm at. This is why I need to go, and this is where you want me to be. I'm talking about God. This is what God wants us. How are you gonna do that? You gotta submit. And if you can't do that, you gonna be back and forth mm-hmm. to what if you looked at it how, how Jesus might have saw like look I, I'm only here 33 and a half years I'm gonna die they gonna crucify me I ain't got no time to waste if you knew <laughs> if, everyone, if you knew your end date you move so much differently man, come on man you move way too differently if it? you if you knew yeah if I say I I probably say Mm, 10 years old because I feel like 
you would actually conceptualize it around that age. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna pinpoint ten, but around that age, if they told you on such and such and such, two thousand such and such, you were going to die. How? Okay. Wow. Okay. Have to have to swallow that. And then you would go into work like, okay, so again, I say ten, but again, whatever, you get the point. It's the fact that when you know what, and that's the beauty of it. We don't know. You don't know when your last day is. So every day, you should be your best self to so that when you lay head to pillow, you know, okay, I did the best I could. Thanks. I did the best I could. And one thing I was waiting on Sean to say, I thought I thought he was going to say it, but I'm going to pose the question, how do you think Jesus was able to walk in this treacherous path? Faith. Faith, yeah. Yeah. Faith. He still had God. As small as a mustard seed. And here's the thing. Even when things seem bleak, Garden of Gethsemane, you still have to hold on to your faith. It's not my will, but thine will be done. And still walking what it what it is you seem to be posed with at the time. In his glory, Jesus knew what was to come in the next few days. But of course, in our flesh, you ever just have a test of any capacity and you just be like, oh shit. Well, my man's was sweating to the point of bleeding. Because he knew that his body was going to go through such a, mm, such a torture. And he had to go through that and face that. That's, that's twisting my stomach right now because he had the fortunate advantage to know what lay ahead. We don't. And even with his leg up, what did he have to do? Turn to God and still have faith in the plan. Because he lost a little bit of faith at one point in time. Take this cup from me. I don't want to do this no more. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to. But then, after prayer, faith, and remembering, because you have to remember who you are. You have to remember who you are. And if you don't know who you are, it's harder to know who you are. So, there's that. Oh, most definitely, man. I was I was well put, man. So you letting it flow, man. You, that is what you doing, man. You doing hey. But man, I says I, I I can't even follow up that right now. Cause I was I was good, man. Yes, like, you can. Cause here's <laughs> here's how we transition. You're a father. Yeah. You have a son, right? Mm-hmm. How is that? How is how is fatherhood for you? Man. <laughs> Father, I mean, you want the short version, or you want what you what you want? You want deep? You want? Hey, just give me about five minutes. From I mean, okay. father son relationships. How does it feel to know that you got a little man who you are a pivotal influence? His well being is in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, real talk, man, I'm going to just be transparent. 
real talk. And this is this is not for pity. This is not for anyone to to even feel sorry for my situation because God revealed a lot of things to me in advance, and I had time to prepare, and that's facts. So I haven't seen my son in three months, going on about to be two months. So I probably won't be able to see him till that first week in in January, due to someone's immaturity, someone's selfishness, someone's neglect. So you have all of those factors that play a role. I should be enraged, but I'm thankful that I've had time to prepare um, for for this moment because I, I saw it coming. So I got my lawyers. I got custody rights, I got all of this stuff, so I'm not I'm not in fear of, of what's to come, what happens is what's happened. I done made peace with that. But to answer the question, how is fatherhood? Fatherhood taught me how to keep going, how to keep trying, how to be selfless at times, knowing that I got somebody else that I'm out here fighting for, living for. I know I got to be the best man for my son. I know I got to be an example for my son. Mm -hmm. I got to break those cycles for my son, those generational cycles for my son. I got to be a better man than what my father was, and he got to be a better man. My son got to be a better man than me. So I'm fighting. But how do you be that example for him away? You be an example by continuing to be who God sought out for you, sought out for you to be. Mm -hmm. Me being a man and standing on something, sticking to my morals, I did not compromise myself for a second throughout this storm. Hmm. I didn't want to switch up. I can't. I went through so much struggle with this person, and I can't switch up, and I can't change who I am. Father has his challenges, has his moments, but every moment I spend with my son, I, I act like it's, a, it's it's my last. That's my 33 years and a half. You know. I gotta, I gotta prove a point now. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be as much of an influence in his life than any other man. It starts with, it starts with the home. So even though I don't, I'm not around my son every day. Like just knowing that I'm a father, and knowing that I'm doing it for somebody else, my my seed, and knowing I'm responsible for him, even though I'm not around him. Because my job, excuse my job as a father. Don't stop because I'm not around him. I still, mm -hmm. I still got to set up shot for him for when he do come back, and when he comes back, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. But for the, to even a person that may even know me and know my situation, that may be friends with the enemy in my book. If y'all know them, tune have them tune into this podcast because you ain't you're not hurting me. So, that's the beauty of fatherhood. It's just ups, it's downs, but the most beautiful thing is your kids, seeing your creation, seeing them breathe, seeing them live, seeing them become a better you before your eyes. That's the beauty. Pause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Father-son relationships, I feel is the most important or most lacking, whichever one you want to say. I've been fortunate enough to have a great father. I exalt him. <laughs> like, he has been a great father. Yeah. Um, and when the time comes, I hope to be, you know, emulate 
you know, try to exceed, just try to be, you know, be there and have a great, have my child have a great upbringing like I did. Um, if you listening to this podcast, if you're a father and you're listening to this podcast and you're not around your kids, have your conscience. Cause I can't judge you. I I just want to ask, like, how 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 do you lay head to pillow knowing that you have children that you're not seeing or that you're not around? How I mean, I don't know. I'm not a father yet, so I can't talk. But father, son, father, daughter, be there for your kids. You need your kids. Your kids need you. We need black communities. We need black families. And, I mean, yeah, I understand situations happen, but let's strive to be more nuclear family units because we need our black fathers. We do. And salute to all black fathers. If you are holding down the fort, if you are taking care of business, if you are there present and doing what you need to do, Salute. We tip our hat to you. Fellas, we we had a um you know, we had that episode a little while back, just talk about how men need each other to keep pushing. You need to be able to again have other people around that you that can help you, you know? So father son relationships, let's 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 keep it pushing and keep it growing and enhancing it. That's all I can say on that. And I'm gonna I'm add this last last little part to that. Um, to my dad, thank you for paving that way, for being consistent, willing to identify your mistakes for us and willing to change, willing to understand the bigger picture that you'll risk it all and sacrifice it all for, for your sons and I appreciate you for that so mm-hmm. when Matt publishes this just know that you know you're going to be the first one I send it to because mm-hmm. I want you to hear that because this is just me making peace with you I love you and that's just what it is that's true that's true alright now like I said in the book Main character, he he was a getaway driver. He went legit. Opened up his little mechanic shop. Now, of course, it's like a capitalism versus need for money. Because you know if you're working within that capitalist system, you're going to need some more money. You Most most people who work nine to fives, blue-collar jobs, need supplemental income. But here's the, here's the kick. He, he again, he owned this shop in this rural area with minimal clients. So he wasn't bringing in no money. He got a family. He trying to provide. He trying to make sure he's walking the straight and narrow. But now things come up and now he need money. Okay, so now this heist comes around and he got a decision to make. Do I not go get this money? Or do I go get this money? 
both comes at a risk. <laughs> because if you don't go get this, go on this heist, then you're going to be asked out and now you still need money. Whereas if you go get the money, there's a potential that you could die. And then now everybody's in a bad predicament. Or even if you do survive, you get caught. And even if you do get the money, that's best case scenario. But it always, it doesn't always work out that way. So capitalism versus the need for money. Me personally, I mean, I, I work in the capitalist system, so I'm not going to talk on it because everybody's watching. So I love my job. How are y'all doing? <laughs> but it's crazy because we don't get paid much. Like people of all work capacities talk about how they don't get paid much. And it's, it's sad, really. We're spending so much money to war and all these other global escapades. But home sucks. <laughs> Talk about father-son relationships. I mean, it's like a it's like a deadbeat dad. Like you go tricking off on everything else, but your house sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, you right about that. <laughs> I don't get it. Like and I mean, yeah, that's that's why most people go into entrepreneurship because they wanna they don't want to cap on they on they earnest. They don't want to have to work on a salary basis. It's you know how much ever they get, they get. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I get it, but again, that lifestyle ain't for everybody. Not at all. Because you literally have to sustain and make and <laughs> do all of that with your money. Like it's you. It's what you produce. It's how you produce it. Whereas you can go on these people club, be on your phone, you be playing games, you be going to the bathroom, you be just doing whatever. Yeah. Salary. I mean, it's it's a difference because you're getting paid regardless, but you only getting paid so much. Whereas if this entrepreneur just bagged the twenty five hundred deal, they can take off for the rest of the day. <laughs> Facts. Facts. But you don't know what it took to get that twenty five hundred deal though. So again, they they might have had to work around the clock to make that shit happen. You yeah. don't know. But that's the wave of entrepreneurship. You some days you hustling hard, some days you can really chill all day. Some days, yay. Some days, nay. Sometimes in the middle. Like it's, it depends on your workload. But again, your productivity is what's going to pay you. So. Yeah. Mm. That's big facts. Yeah. Man, and um, not to uh, be like the working man, because nine to five people who do nine to five, they play a role. But you gotta obligate to your nine to five differently. You gotta. I obligate four or five days out of the week mm-hmm. to, to to commit to a full check. Mm-hmm. Unless you got PTO. <laughs> but then they even put a cap on that. They be getting blown. You be taking your PTO like, God, dog. Yeah, they they like, get mad when you... You see how hard it is to get a vacation day out of them. You know, so... You, you about be starting to feel bad. Like, well, I know they about to be blown. But it's yeah. timing, though. Yeah. But I need me. Because I'm going on vacation. But the entrepreneur wake up, honey, you feel like going to uh, California today? 
Yeah, uh, so-and-so will run the business. They don't even own it, but so-and-so is going to run that business for them while they're on vacation. They're going to feel like they own the place. But that boss, that boss going to get up and just fly to California because he know the money making itself. You think anybody that owns McDonald's sitting there afraid that nobody going to sit in that dog on line every day? Or the owner's Chick-fil-A, especially Chick-fil-A, man. Chick-fil-A with them, 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 that pleasant service and all that. <laughs> Man. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Those those who work their way to mogulism, that's not a word, but I said it, mogulism, that can really just sit and watch their operation and just think tank of how to make it better. Like, I want a word. I don't know if mogulism is a word. That's a, good, that's a word if it, if it wasn't a word. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, capitalism versus the need for money, man. You Sometimes you have to have that side hustle to supplement. Sometimes, you know, your check already spent up before you get it. And you just need to make sure you got something to get gas, get yeah. groceries. Or just on top of just spending money, just something. You need that side to to be comfortable. I don't want to say what I want to say. These boys do be listening. Yeah, I ain't got time. All right. <laughs> fear. Fear. Fear and courage. Like, of course, he was scared. Of course. But pull off a heist, man. You want to make sure things are working meticulously and go to plan. But, of course, you cannot predict what's going to happen. That comes with that fast life risk, man. You just don't know what curveball gonna come. Oh, that's why I couldn't do it. I yeah. just, I just, I, I can't, I can't worry about what's to come back to me. <laughs> man, I'm not, I, gonna lie, I wouldn't know what to do in that situation, man. I know I ain't pulling off no heist. Mm-mm. The only heist I remember is. Uh, well, one good one to set it off, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. be trying to push money heist on people. Okay, I think that if it was, it wasn't the mouth, the language ratio sucked. Like, it was so off from what it was saying. I guess, I don't know if it was subtitles and the way, like, their mouths moving because it was in a foreign language. Yeah. I don't know, but I just couldn't get with it. Squid, Squid Game was kind of the same, but it wasn't as bad. Yeah. Squid, Squid Game was a good good uh, show, though. I liked that show. And For sure. It was yeah. definitely good. But Fear. I'm not going to say there's many things I'm afraid of. But, you know, you, you, you have those things in the back of your mind. Like, I just hope this shit don't happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mine, mine just come in like if if I don't got enough time to get nothing done, that um, just anything in life, I think that's mine. It's like just life accomplishments and shit like that. But I don't really feel too much. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel too much. I mean, as a kid, you know, again, with with faith, they tell you. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. And again, when you believe something you've ingrained it into your being like that, it don't go away. So even when you catch yourself like 
nervous, got anxiety, you can you can chill yourself down with your belief. Twenty third song again. God didn't give me a spirit of fear. Like he ain't gonna put more to me than I could bear. Like it's bro, I'm gonna be alright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. The outcome may not be so favorable, but work it out. You you go on instinct at that point. You figure out how to make it better. And you work to make it better. We not gonna always know what's gonna come. And that's that thing about fear, man. Sometimes you be fearing some shit that don't even need to be feared. Mm. Just because, and that's the that's the thing about anxiety. You're processing some shit that ain't even happened yet. You're figuring out all these different scenarios in your mind from your perspective of shit that you're fearing, yeah. and you it has the scenario hasn't even reality hasn't even come to pass yet. You worried about causes, not even consequences. It's like I like that. Causes and not consequences, most definitely. Um, you said fear and courage. Yeah, I mean, sometimes and, and sometimes fear in the beginning when you're a kid, you know, sometimes that that, that helps out to bring upon courage. Mm-hmm. You know, some people may. You know, transition into those courageous individuals. The more fear they have to face, face and the more they challenge with it. Um, yeah, just on speaking, the speaking on anxiety and stuff like that, um, stress and just anxiety in general, depression, um, things that being fearful can can bring upon potentially. But you know, just speaking from somebody that has been depressed in the past, you know, it ain't, it ain't a f- good feeling, but one thing you can chalk it up on is, is you experience those type of emotions off of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Perspective. perspective. Mm-hmm. Your perspective brings upon your fear. Your perspective brings upon your depression. Um, sometimes we get so heavy into those emotions, we, we tend to ex- lean on getting high or fixed something I mentioned on earlier, you know, and the fix is just to take you from your reality that you're in and you know, keep you away from that, you know, but, and when you sober down, you right back in to where you try to escape from it in the beginning. You know, people, people don't really want to be drug addicts. We do it to escape a reality, you know, and, and we all have fallen victim to chasing the high to escape where we was at. But speaking on fear, Encourage. Um, I know it can't. I know faith can't exist when fear is present. So, is it something else? Or is it? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So the bigger your faith is, the less you possibly can fear. Now, don't get it wrong. Faith takes courage. It does. Because you are literally. Literally, letting life happen at the mercy of God and believing that everything will be okay. Yeah, to some that can be absurd. But to others who've heard the voice, heard that, and had that conviction that there is something 
beyond me orchestrating these series of events. And that that force is not going to let anything bad happen to me. Again, it's how you move. It's how you believe. It's how you think. And honestly, it's a great feeling. Lay your head to pillow to know, okay, tomorrow will handle itself. That takes spiritual maturity. You got to get to a point where you believe and understand that tomorrow will take care of itself and that I need not worry and I need to go to sleep. God already up. I don't need to be either. He ain't sleeping. I can't. He already handled it. I can only do what I can. And I'm sleepy. So I'm going to bed. You can't. You can only handle what you can handle at that moment. My uncle reiterated that to me not too long ago when, you know, he lost his son. And we was at the funeral. And he just, he, I asked him, how are you? Because my mama just passed. His son just passed. Like, he got other things going on. I'm like, bro, how are you doing? And he's talking about, I can only handle what I can handle. What I can handle at this moment. I can only worry about that. <laughs> it takes courage. It takes faith. No fear. Yeah. Now, in order to pull off a heist, we all know that it takes some meticulous planning. In order to to pull off any type of scheme, it has to take some type of planning. In order to achieve something, you have to be able to plan it. It might come come spontaneously, but how do you plan on going about it? All about planning, 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 planning. I've said it before, especially on on, um, that O2 Lit podcast episode. Plan it out. Get a... Get a planner. Do what works for you. I'm a big planner. Are you a big planner? No, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a big planner. I definitely am not. Uh, when I try to plan, I end up getting real discombobulated. I'm the type of person, I will pack a full bag, wait to the trip, to say, hey, I don't like what I like. I don't like what's in that bag. Let me change it. Yes, man. Like, and then I, I procrastinate. So that's me. I'm 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 good under pressure. Give me like a good, hey, you got 24 hours to get this done. I'm the best. I planning. Nah. It's like with me. I don't plan things like that. I just I only plan what I really, really, really want to do. Like if I don't have no plans, it's either because I really just want to chill, or I just, you know, I don't I don't see a feasible way to do something at the moment. But it's like, especially with the podcast, if you've been on the episode, if you've been a guest, you can attest, you know, how I be trying to plan. (laughs) And, you know, it's just, it takes that effort. Like, if you don't plan, it's okay. Again, there's no admonishment here. You live your life. But I'm shedding light on the importance of planning because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail in most scenarios. Sometimes shit just kind of happens for you. Hoorah. But other times, you got to map it out. That's right. You got to... But when is an opportunity? To to plan something? Yeah. If you want to go on a vacation, how much money you need? 
how long you trying to go? What kind of hotel are you trying to go to? I don't ask them questions until like two days before. Try to get a hotel as quick as you can. That's why you probably pay an arm and a leg. Yeah. Getting them last that last minute ass prices. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to change, man. New year. I'm new year, new me. I'm okay. A, yeah, I'm going okay. to incorporate that plan. Well, I, I support your, your endeavor. But yes, you should definitely try to look at stuff a few weeks in advance to try to try to beat that if you can. Yeah. Now everybody gonna think I'm not a planner. I mean, your words, not ours. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say that. Yeah. But I mean, planning is hard, especially when you're trying to survive. Like when you're in survival mode, you may not have the excess resources to plan something. And even if you do come up on something that's just to cover on something else you need, it is difficult. Definitely. So I'm not sitting here from a high chest saying that all oh, y'all can't plan. Nah, I human just like y'all. Like I go through situations where you try to plan something out, you might be right there to, to getting exactly what you want. But damn, this bill just came in. That dog on Apple Music. Man, like a thief in the night will come in and take your money. God damn. Fifteen dollars, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody just shouted just now because y'all know you look at your account the next morning, you think you Gucci. <laughs> <sighs> I got enough for this uh, value meal that I'm about to get. You thought? You thought? And they come take it. That job be around 2, 3 in the morning. Like, when they know people sleep, just wake up. And then they know when people direct deposits hit. Oh, yes. As soon as you direct deposits hit, they coming right behind it. Don't they, they ask that, around? Like, when you set it up, do they say, like, when you supposed to take it? Nah. I don't know. But, yeah, it take it around the middle, latter, middle of the month. Right after you get that 15th check. Yeah, they know when it's coming. Right after, because they figure rent got to go on the 31st or the 1st. So they say, yeah, let's just wait till the end of the month. Apple getting theirs off top. Like a thief in the night. But yeah, it's planning. I mean, if you want to go on a vacation, if you want to go back to school, if you want to start a business, you got to plan it out. Like, that's that's imperative. It's non-negotiable. You can't go around it. Ain't no way around it. You're going to have to plan. True. It takes 30 days to create a habit. Oh, shit. They moved it up to 30. I thought it was 21. 21? Yeah. I thought it was 30. Don't extend that. It'd be, it'd be 21. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying 30 isn't a good goal, but 21 seemed like a little more pressure for me. 21 is so, started. I guess 31, 30 to ensure it might be some shit. Or some shit like that. But yeah, that okay. 21 definitely to start a habit or break a habit. Okay. <clears throat> now, so, unless, we, unless we both wrong, charge to our head and not our hearts. I know it don't take two, uh, 10 days because oh, I'm no. still in my habits after 10. Oh, no. It takes a little while. That's why most of those like crisis places be a couple weeks. You're right. You're right. If it was it, 15 days? About about two weeks average, two to three weeks two average. Three, yeah, so okay, about twenty one days. Unless they'd have been somewhere else, but it anyway, yeah. Black Top Wasteland was a book that really just shed a light on you. Try to do right, and again, things happen, and you be in a rock and a hard place. And it takes you having a self evaluation, a quick self evaluation, if you're gonna have a major decision like, 
okay, is it something that I'm, again, identity? Is it something that I'm really trying to do? Is it something that I'm trying to walk in? Is it something that, you know, is going to put my family in, in, in harm? If you care about that sort of thing, is it something that's going to put me in harm? <laughs> if you care about that sort of thing, is it is it something like I said to the kids? Is it something that you know is going to jeopardize my my relationship with them? Mm. They don't consider that at all. Many times that just went totally left to something totally unrelated. But think about that before you make that decision. Is this something that's going to jeopardize the relationship I have with my kids? Mm. Okay. That's... That's big facts. That was... A, yeah. That was beyond me just now. So, I'm... Yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, but even all the same, like... Especially, like, these quick scams and... Like I said in the book, in the heist, you come up against, you know, that capitalism versus... I need that money... <laughs> T.T. Alpha set it off like you you need it what are you willing to do to get it most often than not it's not worth it but we don't think about it we just we need it right now we need it right now yeah it's a lot at stake for that one though man you know I I, I learned by just my years and just doing stuff because I just felt like it was an easy way to get money. Mm-hmm. It it definitely turned out. I I wish I would have waited. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have just put the time Same. in to get it honestly, because there's a lot of times to where I really, really, really could have ended up on a, on the wrong end and didn't have a way to get back out of that. So. You know, if you got to sacrifice, you know, sell your soul for some a temporary fix, it ain't worth it. It ain't. Definitely ain't worth it. It ain't. And again, fair and courage. I mean, you you feel how you feel. You you're gonna come. You're going. You are going to come across some situation that's gonna put that's gonna shake you. And I'm talking like you don't know if you're going to be able to do something or you feel like you can't overcome something. Something scares you. We all get scared. I don't care how hard you is. Something scares you. When you sit in your room by yourself and thinking over the events of your day, something scares you. Yeah. But you had to have faith. Like we just say, you... Instead of taking that shortcut, instead of taking that quick lick, instead of taking that quick come up, have faith in the plan, stick to the plan, work the plan out so that you can earn it honestly, so that you won't have nobody gunning for you for revenge, so that you can make sure that you're not jeopardizing your family, jeopardizing your life, you know, and in all things, plan it out. I mentioned earlier you were a coworker, and I definitely want to talk on that. Like, we're not going to talk on where we worked at, but just know we worked with some kids that really dealt with some shit. They make you look at your own life and say, you know what? My life isn't that bad. Not that bad at all. Not that bad at all. <laughs> like, we, 
And again, that's where we met. Like, I was new on the job. He was showing me around how to do stuff and just, you know, trying to show me the lay of the lane, you know, and just just generating conversation. And I, you know, obviously we've kept in, in, in contact, kept in touch in some capacity. And, you know, I think back on some of those, most of those instances that we had to be in there, sometimes we had to set things in order <laughs> on a unit mm-hmm. with a more, you know, generous and generous approach, you know, I I leave it at that. I don't want nobody to say nothing. We we had uh, to we had to make sure that shit was right. Definitely done out of love though. For sure. Yeah. And you know, talking about Black Top Wasteland you go back and you look over those years because when it came to capitalism, like, we was hustling. We were running up that boy clock, like, mm-hmm. always at work. Didn't have to call out many times, was that? It was yeah. cool. How we ran it, it was cool. Yeah, they gave us a lot of um, flexibility. They did <laughs> just keep the pressure off of them. Yep. And we can have a field there. It was great. It was so great. Yeah. But, y'all, I hope that, you know, as we talked about, about Black Talk Wasteland, y'all was able to, to get a get a different perspective on how to move through tough times because that's really what he had to do. He had to make that decision, is this shit worth it? And if you in a position right now, and you wondering, is it worth it? Weigh your Libra scale. Pray about it. Listen to God's still voice. Get to yourself and really just feel your spirit. And whatever doesn't put you at peace, you don't need to do it. And people wonder, like, how do you make decisions? How do you, you know, not me personally, but like, how do, like, how do people be able to make those type of decisions? You have to get somewhere by yourself. Stop venting to everybody, taking in everybody else's perspectives and opinions. You have to know yourself. That's one. Again, you have to have your foundation. Because when if you sit and just sit on your bed, eyes closed, and you just weigh over all your options. And when you go through your mental Rolodex and something just does not feel right with your spirit, you don't need to do it. I don't care how you rationalize it. You don't need to do it. Now, of course, we may act on it. But you got to be ready for those consequences, too. You know, damn well, you were supposed to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had to came back and bite your ass. But now, you think back, like, I, something told me not to do it. Then listen to it. Sometimes, you know, sometimes them decisions you're about to make that you face with, sometimes it's best just to sleep on them at first. You know, come up, come, you know, come down to about one or two conclusions or decisions and sleep on it the next day. You really have more clarity only if you're making that right decision or not, you know. And, and my, my, my best advice to myself was learn to trust the untrusted. Mm. Even... And when I now I'm gonna break it down a little bit more. Learn to trust the untrusted means 
learning to trust someone who you may not like, who you may not have the biggest amount of faith in, the, the, the ones that you really, really, really have to focus and place your mind on, because those may be the people that end up blessing you at the end. You know, hey. we put so much trust and faith in, in friends and people who, who I came out the mud with them and then you turn out to be a Judas. And you turn out to be somebody that really a, wasn't for me. A sacrificial lamb, really. Yeah, yeah. So, turn on you quick. But the ones who you who you least expect be the ones that, dang, I, I would have never expected this person would have fell through more than my friends. More than not friends, more than my family, more than your friends, friends. too. Yeah, Come my on. friends. Yeah, you right, you right. But other guy like that, you can if you can find somebody in the workplace that you probably just don't like, sit and figure out the person and have a conversation with them. I guarantee you. That really may be your assignment. Yeah. Yeah. We don't pick our assignments. Choose us. Yeah. You have something to offer. Whether you see it or not, you got something to offer. And the kicker is, more often than not, it's some shit that we don't want to do. Pretty much in a nutshell. <laughs> Pretty much. Something that we just don't want to do. But, you know, there's purpose in everything. Yes, Bro, I appreciate you coming. Hey, man, most definitely, man. Hopefully, uh, we can do this again, man. For sure. It's definitely an inspiration. For sure. It's so much more to come. We're going to, like I said in the intro, I see longevity. I don't know. I don't see an end right now. So I'll definitely have you back on. We're going to chop it up on yet another book in the Ocean Level Library. Um, everyone. I thank y'all for taking the time to listen to me and my boy Sean on this episode. Give our two cents of you know just how to how to maneuver, make those decisions. Just even in tough times, just see is it worth it? You know, um, this has been the O Two Lit Podcast. This is your host Matt. As always, thank you for coming through, catching vibes. Peace out. And where listeners are enlightened through literature. Y'all stay late. Peace. Have a shootout inside this place. I took too many hands. I flipped this bitch, you even more. She told me that she can't walk with me. I approached her like a thug. Plus, she probably looked up in my face and seen I'm full of drugs. If they tell me that I got one shot, I'm gonna go. I ain't going out like no. We need to know. I'm going out with these riches and these bitches, no. I'm going out past that limit and my glizzy blow. If they tell me that I got one shot, I'm gonna go. I ain't going out like no money, you know. I'm going out with these riches and these bitches, no. I'm going out past that limit and my glizzy blow. Hold up.